This is Allie. And this is Sage. And this is us on the This Too Much podcast. Yay! I almost just screwed that up. (laughs) That's okay. We did good. We did do good. I get so nervous. I just told Sage, everybody, when we press record, I get so nervous for some reason and I like psych myself out. (laughs) Clearly, we don't need it. We don't need to be nervous because we're doing so good. I know because we have lots of fans. Lots of fans. We practice a lot. It's true. <laughs> All for you, who we appreciate so much and would love to hear from. <laughs> yeah, send us some emails. Send us, I don't, if you want to send us a voice recording, we'll edit that right into the episode. Whatever yeah. you want, like we would love to hear from you. Please, yeah. please, please. We know you're listening. Yeah. This too much pod at gmail.com or slide into those DMs uh, on Instagram at this too much pod. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to bring something up from an episode two episodes ago, I think. Um, whatever episode was entitled, what we called it, I call marriage. But when I went back to Hulu, they called it the chess game. No, on Hulu, it's called I call marriage. It used to be. No, it still is. Is it still? Okay. IMDb calls it the chess game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? I texted Sage because I couldn't find it when I was looking it up on IMDb. And I was like, why is this called something different? (laughs) Yeah, that's so weird. I looked up, I looked up to see if there was a reason and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, that is like super, super weird. I'm not really sure why. It's almost like one of the writers like leaked the title or something before it got like official I don't know that's weird what do you prefer I think I call marriage is a good title for it yeah I agree it has less to do with a chess game yeah I mean I get I get both titles Me but too. chess game just sounds like like a working title in my opinion so yeah mistakes mistakes were made oh well so with that we're on episode 16 everybody which is entitled Memphis Memphis AKA the episode that wrecked my life. I wouldn't say it wrecked my life, but I do think that it's, it is one of the most seamless episodes of television I've ever watched. I think. I agree. It's one of the most, I mean, I'm not going to lie guys. When you hear about my tear tracker, (laughs) everybody's just going to make fun of me. I sent Sage a picture of myself crying. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful episode yes. and it is very sad, but it's just like, if you want to watch good drama TV, yes. like this is, this is the episode I think that's like the epitome of drama it's TV. It's perfection. There's nothing wrong with it. Agreed. So with that, would you like to read a summary? Sure. So I have the Hulu summary here. It's a short one. Um, It says, birth father and son embark on a road trip of a lifetime, revisiting the city of Williamsburg, Memphis. That's a nice summary. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they, 
they knew what was going to happen obviously like the writers yeah um so they were trying to definitely like leave that big spoiler out yeah. of the episode because I think that it is kind of I don't want to say out of the blue but it is a little bit like if you were watching it oh I think it's I think it's out of the blue because I remember the first time distinctly not knowing that that was going to happen watching it this time with brand new eyes and watching what William does in this episode different times I'm like oh my god Allie like duh you know Well, and also I think we haven't had a lot of like William heavy episodes lately. Um, We see in like the last episode or the episode before where William's like obviously struggling, Randall gives him the nurse and the whole nine yards. But I think in that episode, like William's almost, he's like the C story. And so it's kind of like background stuff. And also like he's kind of being a pain and not as charming yeah, it makes you feel really bad that you like last episode I was complaining about him because I'm like you're such a little brat yeah but I don't think that like I mean just because he died in this episode doesn't mean that you should feel bad about that I know <laughs> oh, this episode really I thought I was desensitized and I was not <laughs> yeah oh so you want to get into it I would love to get into this okay So first we're in a flashback right away and we see these two people who seem like real lovely. They're just, they seem like a cute couple. Um, And then they're singing, you are my sunshine and she's pregnant. And there's like a baby kicking because of the music, because the baby loves the music. (laughs) Um, And it's just kind of this montage of this lady and her husband. And then you see the husband in his uh, military uniform. He is a hottie, by the way, (laughs) like this man is so attractive and you know, the mom's just like, she has the baby, but she's like, her husband's clearly still away. And then you see those people knock on the door and he died and it's just sad right off the bat. Oh, it is so sad right off the start. So sad right off the start. Um, And then she's, she's left with this little baby and it's revealed that the little baby is William. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we get to see Randall and Beth in Randall's psychiatrist's office. Um, I thought that the scene was actually really interesting. And like, I picked up on things I didn't necessarily pick up on the first time through. Okay. Like, the fact that Randall was hospitalized for five days. Yes. And, and I think it's interesting that the show did not show you any of this. Yeah, I think that it's interesting too. And also, I just think that they kind of forget about it after this too. I mean, obviously, like Randall's anxiety has played like other roles throughout the show, but like, absolutely. The fact that he was completely like hospitalized is never brought up again, which I just thought was very interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. And I noticed that also. And like you, I didn't pick up on it the first time. I didn't really think about it the first time. Um, I also think this scene is really adorable though. Like there are adorable parts. I love Beth in this whole scene when Randall's like Beth and she's like, oh, I'm not done. I'm not done. And then he says something else and she's like, don't be cute. (laughs) 
And I just love their goals. They're just goals. And if I was Beth, I'd be concerned too. I, because Beth has that like instinct and knows Randall so well from the inside out that, yeah, I'd be concerned if I couldn't have a watchful eye on my husband that has a problem. Absolutely. You know, and like Beth points out, like he was, he just came home from the hospital like a couple days ago. Like, obviously this is very fresh. So right. like he just had his panic attack and yeah, I don't know. I would be very worried if I were Beth too. I did. There was at one moment I was like, if I was Beth, I would want to punch Randall right in his mouth. When he says, my wife is adorably worried about me. I'm like, don't infantilize her. I would have death glared him. Beth like let it, lets it roll off. And I was like, no, no, no. Honestly, are you surprised that the doctor let Randall go? Um, I mean, what was it? I mean, it was either that or go back to work, right? Like maybe yeah. the doctor probably thought like diff. I don't know. I mean, I think probably. I think the doctor probably knew a vacation, a trip, was better than the alternative. Yeah, I just also like to me. I was like, that's a lot of change. Yeah, like right. in a very short. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would almost feel like he should be, and I'm not. A professional in this field so I don't really know but like I would think that setting like a normal routine would be like the best thing right you think that but also we didn't see what happened in those five days either so did something happen that led the psychiatrist to think that way you know I also love the moment when they walk out of that room and Randall and William give each other a look and there's a fist bump and Beth's like don't even act like I didn't see it yeah I know and it's just like this perfect cute moment because they're both acting like they're 12 year olds yeah it's his so mom cute. told them they could have a sleepover <laughs> that's exactly good. it's, it's so, so, so cute I love it we see them packing for the trip and Beth does not look super happy but you know she's still packing all that fruit she basically packed a whole produce section as randall says later in the episode (laughs) um but i think i think the first time i watched this i didn't pick up like obviously rant or william is kissing the girls goodbye and i like it's so apparent to me this time that he knows this is it i just got goosebumps thinking about it but he knows this is it and i just think that's really i think it would be just so weird to know that this is it You know, like we talk about that a lot with him because he's so good about it. Yeah. I don't know if I could be that good about it. I mean, it's different when you're the one too, that's, that's dying, leaving, Right. Yeah. you know? And so I think like he had a level of acceptance. Yeah. Like he and his life. And like he says later in the episode, oh my gosh, I'm giving myself goosebumps. I know. I about this. my whole body was a goosebump by the end of this episode. <laughs> but you know, he says that like the person that was at the start of his life and the person that was at the end of his life were good. But he also like he started his life good and yes. ended his life good. Not just right. because of well, mostly because of the people, but like right. it was a good way for him to go. Like his life became more content after having them in it so I think he had this level of acceptance that he might not have had had he never met Randall and their his family 
And I have some other stuff to say about that. Like when we get to that piece where he's talking about that, because, well, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for when we get there. But yeah, I just thought that was in that whole conversation at the end is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and also made me cry for the last <laughs> nine <laughs> minutes of this effing episode. <laughs> so then Randall and William are leaving. I think the moment between Randall and Beth is really sweet when she's like, love you, like be good you know, watch out for him. And then I think that her moment with William is also really cute, although little like, and it's just like a regular goodbye. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, okay. And then, you know, I think this is also why I was like, maybe this isn't the end the first time I watched it, you know? So, you know, and then of course they start the ride and Randall has everything planned. He has those maps acting like he's trying not to use the GPS, but still wants to be prepared with a map. (laughs) You know, I, I, yeah, I get it. Cause I also <laughs> am that way most of the time and I love William and I love that William doesn't want to use the maps, but I don't like littering PSA for everybody. <laughs> I hate littering. Why do you throw those out the window? <laughs> well, he's so cool oh. though. He's so cool. He's, he's so like, cool. Just yeah. he's I great. feel like that's such like an older person thing too, yeah. to be honest with you, because right. all the older people that I know are just like, Oh, you take Route 60 yeah. for 52 miles. Where this, where this Burger Palace used to be 50 years ago. <laughs> like, well, not only, yeah, and not only that, but they're like, they're so good at reading like road signs and stuff. So like they know where they're headed. And I'm like, I have no idea. I can't get anywhere without a GPS. That's more than like. I will say. I will say that before there were GPSs on your phone, like GPS was not good. Even when I, when I was your age, when I was in college, not that you're in college anymore, but when I was in college, I distinctly remember going to Ocean City and printing out MapQuest directions because there wasn't GPS. Like if you got, like there wasn't good GPS. So like, I remember going and it was like 65 miles and you just had to pay attention. Like it, yeah, which is rough. And now I rely entirely too much on technology. Yeah, I remember, this. I remember MapQuest being like pretty young and like my parents yeah. would print out directions. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Weird. My dad used to be a truck driver in another life. And so he's like real good about like not having any, he's, he's a William. Like, he's like, you just take it right here. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's a cool it skill to have. For sure. <laughs> And then I think next we're at a flashback with William and his mom. And I think they're at a train or a bus station. Um, and his mom says, Pittsburgh's not that far. And William just cracks this sweet little smile and says, it's pretty far. <laughs> and I, this, I thought this whole interaction was just the sweetest. And his mom is just like this beautiful, supportive mom. And I remember William saying to Randall one time, like, you were born out of a place of love. And I just think that love has trickled down. Like his mom was like this lovey, beautiful person. And obviously her mom, I mean, it seems was she had a good relationship with her mom and there was a lot of love there or else she wouldn't have gone to Pittsburgh. But I just think this scene, this scene made me cry too, because I just thought it was just so pure and sweet. I agree. Uh, The scene kind of also made me think about, um, just how things were so different I guess in that time era as well I think about so my grandmother when my grandparents got married she was 19 and my grandfather was 21 and 
they got married and she was from Texas and he was from Pennsylvania and she up and left Texas and didn't see her, her mom again for like 10 years or something yeah. insane like that. And I think that's a normal thing that happened back then. Yeah. Well, and like now it's so, I wouldn't say it's easy and it's not accessible to everybody, obviously, because it's expensive to travel. Yeah. But like for more people, it's more accessible to yeah. get on a plane or get on a bus. Or I also think there's a lot of other things, even if you're not traveling, like Zoom, for example, or like, you know, cell phones. That right. wasn't a thing at that time. So you relied a lot on, which I love a good handwritten letter while we're mm -hmm. at it. Like I love, I still love that. And I think we lost a lot when people stopped doing that because you can't reread like phone calls and things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I also think about like long distance calling back then was expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Like you paid per minute yeah. for the long distance I calling. remember even though when I was younger and had a landline, I, like long distance calling was still expensive. Right. And even when I originally got a cell phone, it wasn't a smartphone because that those didn't exist when I was 17. And yeah. I got like a, um, what were they called? You like got minutes for them, like a, like a track phone, a track like phone track. that they use in crim criminal documentaries now where they just like throw them away like a um, burner phone. But that's what I had. And my mom stopped buying me minutes after she bought it for Christmas. Cause I used up all the whole card in like five minutes <laughs> talking to all those boys <laughs> that's so funny I know I know <laughs> so then I think we're back at the drive mm -hmm. and William's talking about the Peabody which I meant to look up the Peabody and then I forgot but um I'm assuming it's a real place um and he's just talking about how his cousin let him in during like when it was still segregated and he would sneak him in the back and I thought that was such a cute story. I also think it's fascinating and horrifying that like there are people alive today that still faced segregation like that. It just blows my mind when I think about it. Like we're not that far removed from that. No. And obviously there's still a, um, an insane amount of problems with Rachel's racial tension, but Absolutely. that the segregation thing just blows my mind sometimes when I, all the time, but when somebody who's alive talks about it, I'm like, oh my God. My my grandmother will, oh my will God, tell you, yes. she knows, she still knows and remembers like when her school went from being an all white school to allowing other races because she, like I said a few minutes ago, she was from Texas. So yeah. they had a high uh, Hispanic population as well. Yeah. So she said it was more integration of the Hispanics at that time, but still like she remembers that. I also thought when he's, when they're driving and William talks about Bethany's like, she worries about you. And then I thought it was really interesting that he said, I didn't believe her when she said you had that breakdown before. Um, but now I do. It's weird seeing someone like you fall apart who has everything together. And I think him saying that I felt like was a little bit of a generational thing where like people his age don't really talk about that kind of stuff and wouldn't see that kind of stuff ever. Um, and think people that have it all together or really have it all together, you know? And then I also thought that like, why, why did he think that that was weird? I, I look at Randall and I'm like, yep, he could definitely have a breakdown <laughs> before you even say anything. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it like that, but it is definitely a generational thing. And like, we've 
come to a society to be more accepting of mental health struggles. Um, but like you mentioned, it was pretty taboo for yeah many years before us. So I think that maybe that played into it some. Yeah. It was really interesting though. And then they start talking about Jack and I'm telling you, I got so emotional. He talked about how Jack would help him with his anxiety attacks, which I just think is so beautiful and comes into play later, obviously. Yeah. And then I said a couple episodes about how a couple episodes ago about how hearty Jack's laugh is. And I thought it was so funny because Randall brings it up and says he laughed so heartily, like he was surprised he could feel that freely. And I was like, what a beautiful way to describe Jack Pearson's laugh. Because it's one of my favorite things about the show, as silly as that is. It's just like this hearty, like guttural laugh. And I love when people laugh like that. It's so contagious. I think something that's really interesting about this show is that even though Jack Pearson is even though he's like a lead character but also often is like not the main character of the episode he just like brings like a lot of warmth to the show the other characters like yeah they might not be able to bring to the table but it's also like very interesting because he's also his character's obviously deceased so I just think that that's like a really interesting thing that they do yeah and they do it so well I agree um and I also think William's like let's go see him and Randall's like no it's like a half day's drive which I was like the drive to Pittsburgh from Philadelphia is like a good five hours okay and then you have to go back down to Tennessee so yeah. I was like, this is, it is, it is a half day's drive, yeah. but I, but I love that William's like, just drive, shut up, put the windows down, play the music. Why is it silent in here? And just chill the F out. Yeah. And Randall's like, okay. Okay. Well, and you know, and I know that it's because William knew if he didn't, if they didn't go, he would have never done that. No, he would have never done it. And I think, yeah, I just think that's, it's a perfect moment. And then I think they go to see Jack at that tree and William is thanking him. And I was also crying again because I just think those two would have really liked each other. Like, I think they would have got along great because as much as Randall, and this is kind of touched upon with Rebecca in the next episode, as much as Randall is like a Pearson, right? He's also very, very, he's very much William because there is, and not a spoiler for next episode, but there is this internal kindness that comes from Randall that I don't, not that I don't think the other two Pearsons are kind, but Randall is very different in that way. Yeah. He's very soulful. I agree. Yeah. Um, The line that William said, I would have liked to have met my son's father, like that gave me all the goosebumps. I'm going to start crying again. Here we go. It was just, (laughs) it was just a, like a beautiful line. Like everything in this episode was just written so well. Yeah. Perfect. And then I had this small frustrating thought and I have it next episode too. It's like, I forgot that I was mad at Rebecca. And then I got pissed when he's talking to Jack because I'm like all this time wasted because this woman was afraid. Yeah. It bothers me still. It's so true of life though. I know it is, but also no. And next episode, oh, I'm so mad. (laughs) Uh, We'll get there. We'll get there. And then Um, I think we go, we go, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think at this point we see a montage of William's mom. Yeah. um, 
and you hear her voice but it's her letters to William and she talks about how her mother's pretty ill and then how her mother passed and then how um her she got a job and she's not coming back to Memphis and she's around books she just sounded so happy to like she I felt like she was in her element element and like almost free and found her purpose not that William is also not like her purpose for living because I think she loved him so much but it's like she has her own life for once in her life where she's not like living for someone else right I thought that was like I thought it was beautiful she seemed really happy at that point in time I also love the montage of William's cousin getting slapped in the face by multiple women. I th- it made me laugh out loud. I-, I laughed out loud at that point because I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then we see that William has written a song and yes. he wants the bands to play it. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, so this song is a beautiful song. Yes. Um, and I wanted to know more about it. And so the show's composer. Okay. Um, Siddhartha Kulsa, I believe. Yep, is that's his name. Um, he wrote the song. No way. Yep. And oh, wow. they, t- they gave him like very little script to work with at the time. They basically just said like, this is what's going to happen. Like William's going to die. And that that's like all he got that's it? to like write the song. And he said that he really wanted the song to symbolize the bond between Randall and William and how even though William's gone, like their bond will still exist. That's so beautiful because it's also, it to me, when I heard it, that's not what I thought. I was thinking of William and his mother because it talks about a mom a lot. And I also know. his cousin singing it, like it's so soulful and like beautiful. Like you just, so they're like feeling the music. And I love, I get so passionate when people are passionate about something, especially music. So I just, I thought it was lovely, but that's, that's an amazing fact. Yeah, it was, the interview was really good. I actually recommend that you listen to it and I don't remember where it's from, but I can send Allie the link and we'll put it in the show notes. Okay, perfect. And then at the end of the whole concert, William's cousin, which I didn't write down his name and I should have. Ricky. Ricky. And Ricky's like, hey, William, this is your success too. Come out and party with us. Come out and party with us. And little William just like wants to keep to himself. And that's why I think it's so sad. It it breaks my heart later in the episode when we see this like decline because I'm like, oh, he's just he's just like content being actually young William reminds me a lot of my brother Grant. He's just like super tender and like sweet. And I love that quality about people and like kind. And it, it breaks my heart that later there's like this decline because he's sad and like falling apart. But I just love that. He's like, no, thanks. I'm just going to go home. Like I'm just going home. And then the bartender says, Hey, your mom's on the phone. And then it cuts. You see William answer the phone and then it cuts. So we don't know what happens. Right. Um, and then we see Randall and William at the motel. Yes. This was cute. I thought this was so it's, cute and like telling them their sweetest. personalities. It's so well. the sweetest. I love it. And you know what? You know who else makes their bed at hotels? My you, dad. You. My dad. Your dad. My little dad. Aww. He's in the military, so he's very like I get it, yeah. Regimented, but he is like he's very much like Randall in that it's like I enjoy doing this. Yeah. 
Um, I think too, something that this episode does so well is it shows Randall and William's similarities, but also their differences. Yes. And I like, I love that because it shows you like what Randall got from his dad, but also what he got from the Pearsons. And it's just like little things, but I just think that they're like, it's done so well. It is done so well. I think Randall's like this beautiful melting pot of all the good parts of both of his families. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think they're just like, Randall is finally like just enjoying his time, you know? And I think maybe seeing William so frail, like when he's trying to get out of bed and struggling, like woke Randall up a little bit to this. Like, I don't think Randall thinks that William's dying yet. You know, like, I truly don't think he realized that till they got to the hospital, but I just love, I think this part made me very sad when they pull up on Williams, like home from when he's little, because I'm like, oh my God, we're all going to have a day like that one day where you go back and see your family home and it's not going to be the same. And the people that you live there with are not going to be there. And it just made me so sad. It's, and it reminded me of when it reminded me of when my parents got rid of our landline and this is going to sound so ridiculous, but I (laughs) felt like a piece of me was gone because I was like, that's all I knew my whole life. And I still know that phone number, but I can never call it because it's not my phone number anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It was like very sad to me. I was like all of these, all of these memories. And I was just like, I think I was, I'm very emotional. I'm having a rough week guys. And I had a rough week last week. So I'm like extra emotional, but this, this, this episode just got me real bad. No, I get that though. I mean, I still remember my first landline. And I think that with the technology that we have today, I mean, I don't think people switch cell phone numbers as often as Mm -mm. they used to now. Um, but I remember like when cell phones first came out, yeah. like you, you would switch your number all the time because you'd get a new phone and you'd yeah. switch carriers. And now you can like carry that stuff over with you and yeah. whatnot. But yeah, that is actually really interesting to think about because yeah. like, I, we don't have a landline at my parents' house either, no. but I still remember Just, that phone number. Yeah. It's like sad. I don't know. Um, and then I love that they're having this honest conversation in the car. Like William's like, Hey, it's funny that you could live somewhere. And it's so different now. Like there used to be two doors. And then Randall just like gives up information is like, I used to have a bit of a fro. (laughs) And William's like, really? Like, (laughs) and then I just love that William randomly is like, I'm going to go inside. (laughs) And then he makes Randall basically explain why they have to go inside. Randall he's just along for the ride and I'm sure inside it was killing (laughs) killing him but he was like uh you know we're here because my dad used to live here can we come in and then Randall's like pulling or nope William's pulling that brick out and the owners are like what are you doing and Randall's like that's rude (laughs) it really took me back to that to that moment that they're arguing in the street and (laughs) Randall just goes hi white people (laughs) yes like literally that's what it does me back to I'm like Randall Randall gets so clammy like he just gets so clammy and uncomfortable but again this part made me think about stuff because William's right like you leave something somewhere like those were like frozen in time from when he was like five years old you know what I mean yeah it's so crazy to think about like the passage of time and time is so funny 
So I just thought that was funny, but I was also dying when William was like done, walked out and didn't say thank you or anything. And Randall's like, yes, we're leaving. Thank you so much. Here's your brick. Yeah. But it was good. That was good. And then I think they stop and eat barbecue at Payne's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I did a deep dive on whether this place existed. I hope you didn't think any that I wouldn't. So <laughs> Payne's Barbecue. It has 4.5 stars on Google. It's still there. Um, Simple cinder block building serving acclaimed pulled pork sandwiches and smoked sausage is what their like little tagline was. Um, And the food on the food pictures that I looked at looked freaking amazing. Hmm. So I think we should go. Have you ever been to Tennessee? I have, yeah. I spent a week week in like nashville and then we we spent like a couple days as well um with a family friend yeah can we go i've never been i've never been to tennessee i love it um it's very warm all the time like 100 degrees every day but it's like a drier heat which is nice yeah i and Um, it's not that far away from pennsylvania quite honestly i think it's like an eight hour trip seven hour trip maybe yeah not not too far. far yeah yeah i would like to go we're gonna go and then we see that really cute scene of randall and william at the barber shop which i think is so cute but he talks about how um you know jack took him to a barber and how um and then i was laughing at william's whole story with his barber cliff i think was his name where cliff would like joke about cutting off his ears and i'm like that is absolutely peak barbershop humor (laughs) (laughs) Um, i thought that was cute yeah it was cute and then we see them is this when we see them at the water fountains yes so they're at the water fountains they're picking out postcards um well he picks out a postcard which obviously i did not notice the first time but now that i have watched through i was like he's picking out a postcard um go back to the water fountains for a second yes i thought randall's line about having to drink from the black water fountain was so funny i've been living with with white people i wrote it down too i wrote it down and underlined it because i was laughing so hard i've been living around white people long enough and then he just goes to the black water fountain it was amazing I think that's, and he says I something I wrote something down when he's in the club too because it made me laugh so hard when he's talking to all those people but we'll we will well actually I think right now yeah William it's a flashback of William walking into the club and he tells Ricky right cousin's name Ricky um that he's going to Pittsburgh and Ricky is totally cool about it at that point in time and he's like obviously you're going to go to your mom and still we're kind of like not super sure what's going on with his mom but obviously something's not good um and then William promises to bring back 60 new songs which just wrecked my soul and he's just so and Randy Ricky hands him that money and he's like William's like I can't take this I'll pay you back and it's just like so sweet and humble and cute and um it it was just it made me sad because you know what happens and it just like hurts my soul it hurts my soul I agree um oh go ahead so then we see William walking back in the same exact and this was this was cool too I thought that it was I thought it was great the way they did it 
Um, but we see William walking back in now as an old man and Ricky sitting at the same spot at the bar. Yeah. It's like he's been waiting for him to come back for yes. 60 years. Whatever. Yeah. How long or long? And Ricky's like really upset, which I thought was, I mean, I guess I get it, but like, it's weird because you go from Ricky not being upset and totally understanding to this Ricky, which I guess I didn't think about it, but I just, I guess I assumed that Ricky knew what happened to William, <laughs> but like, I guess he didn't. I guess he, you know, he, it seems as though he really doesn't know. And I think that that's also very telling about like the path that like substance abuse can yeah. play in somebody's life. Like you may never hear from your family member again, you yeah. know? And I just think that that's somewhat relatable for people yeah. that have gone through that too. It's so. terribly sad. I, yeah. It's a lot. I also was dying when Ricky and William are talking about what happened and Randall keeps like popping his head in and, and he's so high pitched when he's like, you're my cousin. Yeah. He's so cute. He's and like so happy. He's so happy. And then Ricky's like, you look like your dad. And he goes, I do. <laughs> he goes a little head in again. And he's like, cause you know, people have told me that. And I didn't know. Oh, you're still talking. Okay. And then like backs off. He's just so fresh. I know. It's so funny to me too, but I thought about it and I'm like, I bet that none of the Pearson children, they don't have cousins. Yeah. I guess I didn't really think about it. Well, they, they don't have, have like a big extended family. They have Rebecca's, si- Rebecca's sister in quotation marks. They have her. That we never saw again. That we never, we never saw ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess we did. We saw her when she was. They're there. playing in the <laughs> when they were playing that one time. Um, well, they don't go to Thanksgiving with them anymore. So right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if even if they do have like extended family, yeah. they don't know them. I guess that's true. I think for me, that's such a weird thing because I grew up in this giant family with an overabundance of cousins and stuff, which I love. Like, I love that I'm part of like this giant family, like full of like dysfunction all the time. Like it's fun to me at holidays and like picnics and stuff. Cause there's just so many people and it's just so cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if you didn't grow up with that, Nick, my husband does not come from a huge family and gets very overwhelmed because everybody's talking over everybody all the time. It's loud all the time. And Nick's basically mute. And sometimes he's like, I don't know how you deal with this, man. Like (laughs) I need to get out of here. Yeah. I think that, so my, obviously mom and dad sides of the families, um, my, both sides are relatively like I would consider us a medium-sized family yeah I think I've got like six cousins on one side and like eight on the other so like I wouldn't say like that's tons and tons but yeah um yeah so I I can't relate to a huge huge like family gathering because obviously not everybody comes either to all of them right Um, so yeah but it's it's interesting and I just can't imagine what it's like to not have any cousins and then all of a sudden yeah and then you have cousins yeah (laughs) and then as William is trying to leave Ricky is like hey are you too sick to play William's like I'm never too sick to play yeah and then I think we're back to younger William right yes in this flashback uh, this is like my this is like I almost cried but I wasn't there I didn't shed a tear uh, but it was like close. oh I did 
Um, so we see this apartment that looks very familiar to us. If you have been paying attention at all in Pittsburgh and his mom is like, well, I'm sicker that I let on and I'm tired and I was in the middle of a nap. So I'm just going to go back, but you go explore. You love the bus, she says. And that made me cry. I don't know why, because he's just, because he's so, so innocent and sweet. Yeah. He loves the bus. Like he dropped his baby off at a fire station and that checked out for him because he loves fire trucks. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So, no, and then we hear, we, he gets on the bus and we hear a familiar song, which is blues run the game, but somebody different is singing it. And it's Jan Lee Cohen. I looked it up. I shazammed it. Um, Shazam, if you're listening, we would love to do an ad. Sponsor for us. <laughs> oh, please sponsor us. And then we see this beautiful woman that we've also seen before. And it's Laurel. And we realize this is a very familiar montage that we have also seen before. Yeah. Well, and I think this is the first time we've been referring to her as Laurel forever, but this yeah. is, this is when we finally get her name officially. True. Um, because we see them introduce themselves. Rand- Randall. Yeah, he was real smooth. No, William. I, I know William like makes his move. Yeah. So cute. And then you also see this other side of Laurel that you don't see, which I think is really beautiful and also really important because I feel like you just see them slowly deteriorate as the people that they were in the original montage. Whereas here you're like seeing the why behind what happened. Like, I mean, and Laurel is lovely. She's taking care of William's mom with William. She's like painting her toenails. They're having a good time. I just think it's really nice. Um, And then you see they kind of make friends with people down the hall mm-hmm. that maybe don't have similar interests yeah. as they and do it, it seems as though like laurel is i wouldn't say she's like heavy into drugs when they first get together or anything no. but she seems like she's a little bit more of a party girl than like what william might be used to right well william's Just, pretty straight laced think about the club and going absolutely. home like, and he seems pretty resistant at first whereas she's like oh it's fine like come on you know yeah so. right and he i mean you even see that that one time she's like in that apartment down the hall and he's walking in to his mom's apartment with like groceries and just waves but doesn't go over originally right and then you see his mom's dying and she's just talking about his big beautiful eyes and how like lovely he is and all of this stuff and then what got me was she's like please read my favorite poem which is splendid against the night and that's the poem that him and Beth, if you remember when they're smoking pot outside, he, they oh. both recite it. And he's like, she's like, he goes, how do you know that? And she goes, it's in a poem book. This is how she found out that William knew about Randall. Oh my goodness. I didn't yes. realize it was the same poem. It's the same poem because I was like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yes. So that gave me goosebumps and I wanted to cry. But as he's talking to his mom, I feel like the moment is ruined because Laurel is so out of it that she like comes in and like trips over herself. Mm-hmm. And his mom obviously is dying. So she like doesn't realize, but it just makes me, it just makes me sad. Yeah. And then his mom dies mm-hmm. and we hear another song, which is like this gorgeous, like hymn, this gospely hymn. I don't know yeah. if you call it, but I did look it up. It's Pharaoh and Sydney Carter is singing it, but I just thought it was like this achingly sad, beautiful song for that moment. This is us is great at picking music too. Um, yeah. 
But like, it's clear William is sad and grieving. And I think he feels a little lost and he gets caught up in the drugs and the neighbors. And I think it's easy to lose your way when you're grieving or sad or something is going on like that. Some, you feel out of control. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then we see they're back at Melvin's place, the club yes. that, that Randall or Randall and yeah, William go to visit. And yeah. um, we see. Mm, this is actually where we see William say sorry yeah. and give the money. So I was <laughs> wrong earlier. Sorry, everybody. It's okay. Skipped ahead. Um, At this point, okay. So then the next thing that happens is that we see them back at the hotel room. Yes. And wait, where are you? Where are you at? Randall's obsessed with his cousins. Oh yeah. I loved when Randall was obsessed with his cousins because he was like, you get a cousin and you get a cousin and you get a cousin. And then says, sorry, I've been hanging out with white people too long. <laughs> <laughs> this poor man and I do feel like in the scene where William is playing at the club Beth has like major FOMO when he calls her I feel bad for her because I feel like she definitely is like they're having so much fun without me like this was good but I also think that she's happy to see like because she says to Randall she's like you sound good like you sound happy everything sounds good like I'm happy you went and let's also not forget that Randall went up there and grabbed the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. He's like trying to like scat a little bit, I guess. Yes. It's just this joyful, joyful like moment for me where Randall is just so thrilled because I feel like, again, we talk about it a lot, but Randall has never had that like black family element to, to himself. Like he's always been around these white people. So I just think it's like this beautiful experience for him. Right. And then I kept thinking, does he keep in touch with these people after? Because obviously, guys, everybody knows William dies at the end of the episode. But does he keep talking to these people? Right. I don't know. But I had to laugh, too, because it just made me think about the first time we saw Randall on stage singing at the (laughs) career day and it's just like how much he's like grown into like being more comfortable I guess with who he is and where he's coming from I love him yeah at this point I think we see it must be the next day and they're back at the hotel room and Randall's like making plans for the day he had such a good night he's you know, ready to get at it and stuff. And he walks in and sees William like really struggling to breathe and struggling to reach for his pills and water on the bedside table. And like, you can just tell he's in a lot of pain. Yes. And Randall's still making his stupid bed. I'm just like, quit it. (laughs) And you hear, you also hear William's mom, like in a voiceover singing, you are my sunshine, which I can't with it. Like (laughs) it hurts my soul. Yeah. Um, and then Randall, like they're at the hospital eventually and he's talking to the doctor and just like out of frustration, he says something that just kills me where he's like, we haven't even seen the ducks yet, man. And the doctor like obviously has no idea what he's talking about, but the doctor's like, I, I think you're misunderstanding. He has hours. Like you're not going back home with this man. And I just, 
there was part of me that was like this not that it was like selfish of William but it's a little selfish because this man just had a breakdown and then like is this going to cause another breakdown right I don't think that we have I mean I think we have some control but I don't think we have that much control on when we're dying though no I agree but I think (laughs) William knew but William knew he wasn't coming home yeah and you know maybe in a way he thought it would be easier if Randall wasn't home and they could have those special moments together and I think it was I mean in the but when I first saw this I was like oh my the first time I watched it I was like oh my god this man is gonna break down again because you see and you see Randall go into that control mode that he goes into where he's like okay I can do this I can do this like outside the room and then he goes into the room and he's like you knew you weren't going home yeah And this, I'm telling you right now, from the line, we didn't even see the ducks, man, to the credits rolling, I never stopped sobbing. (laughs) There was just, it was like a constant flow of tears. I even stopped, I even paused to write, and they just kept coming. (laughs) It was so ridiculous. (laughs) I just snorted into the microphone for everybody to hear. But, um, and then he hands Randall that book of poems that he has been saving and tried to give to Rebecca a million years ago. And it was, and then he says, I want them to remember looking up at me, not down about the girls. So, you know, he said goodbye to them. And the first time watching this, I kept thinking, oh my God, he didn't give Beth a proper goodbye because I didn't know what happened next, which we find out that Beth also felt that way about her goodbye to William. And then he just tells Randall, like, roll down the windows, crank up the music, let someone else make the bed. And he just, like, can't breathe. And he says, my beautiful boy, my son. And I lost it again. (laughs) Sage is crying, guys. (laughs) I'm crying on here. Listen, I got it all out yesterday, but Sage is still crying because this whole part is awful. And he can't breathe. And he's, like, a little bit freaked out. And he's just like I he says I've had a life of almosts and should haves and the person at the beginning I'm gonna start crying and the person at the beginning and the person at the end were like the best people that I could be with I'm crying now here it comes it's coming up um and that just hurts my heart so bad because he thinks that he's had this terribly sad life what is wrong with me all our viewers are are gonna stop listening but it just makes me so sad because he thinks that he's had this sad life when really it's like this impeccable, cool life. Like we've learned so much about William in these past 17 episodes, 16 episodes about how he helped with busing and he wrote all these poems and he loved the, he loved Randall's mom and he loved his mom and he played music. And I think that sounds like a pretty great life. And yeah, he made some middles. We'll hear Rebecca say this later. And it's one of my favorite quotes of the show. Middles are hard yeah, because they get messy and he just had a messy middle, but I don't feel like he had a sad life. And I think, I think it'd be really hard at the end of your life to look back at your life and feel that way because you only have one, like you only get one, like, and it was rough. It was a rough one for me. And then Randall holds his little face. Well, like William, says, oh, go ahead. William says that he's scared. He yes. says, I'm a little scared and I'm going to lose it now. But then Randall holds his face and he says, it's okay, dad. 
just breathe. And this is the only time he's ever called uh, his dad. <laughs> but it, it's about <laughs> horrible. <laughs> it's literally horrible. And I also want to say just something on a note on acting, which Ron Cephas Jones, his dying, like the way that he died and you see the light go from his eyes. How do you do that as an actor? He did it. He is perfection. Like they are both perfection, but like that in particular was perfect. And we just, and I know you have some stuff about like the actors in this episode too. Do you want to share that now? Sure. sure. Um, so this is one of the only episodes, I think it might've been, no, it's not. It's one of the only episodes that somebody won an Emmy for though. So Sterling K. Brown actually won an Emmy um, in, I think, 2018, but don't fact check me on that, 2016, 2017, I don't know, somewhere in that, not long after this came out, um, Sterling K. Brown won the Emmy for his performance in this episode specifically, Um, and Ron Cephas Jones was nominated for the Best um, Supporting Actor And actually, Brian Tyree, who played Ricky, was nominated for Best Guest Star as well. So, like, this episode clearly made an impact. And I believe that, like, those were just the Emmys. I didn't write down all the other awards as well, but this episode was also nominated for all other different, like, awards and won a few as well. So, it like, this episode was top notch. Yeah. And then William dies and we see this beautiful montage of his beautiful life and we see him and his mom together immediately. And it's just, yeah, I just thought it was a beautiful picture of like, I don't know, just like a reuniting. Yeah. He's back at the beginning with the person that he started with. Yeah. And it, so in, in this, montage to we see little bits of Randall heading home and we see William's toys on the dashboard and the book of poems in the the passenger seat and then Randall's driving and he sees the ducks start crossing the street and this is where I cried this was the only time that I cried the entire episode was right on this podcast where we both just lost it (laughs) I know Um, (laughs) but this is when I cried watching it again and I lost it because Randall, he like is reminded of William in that moment and he like really takes what he said and tries to live by it. You know, he rolls down the windows and he kind of like makes this journey back home a little bit more lax than it would have been if he hadn't had that experience. So. It's just beautiful. It was the perfect episode. I think this is my favorite episode. It might be mine too. As much and as just, I was horrified to watch, I was like dreading this, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hard one to know that we had to talk a lot about. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, but, and honestly, so I mentioned that I can, we can start into tissue tracker a little bit if you're ready. I'm ready. Um, but I mentioned <laughs> that my tissue tracker, I only cried at that very end. And like, there was a couple times where like, I felt it welling up, but I didn't cry at all. But watching this for the first time, 
I don't think I stopped crying no. after after I yeah. realized like what was starting to happen. I don't think I ever stopped crying. So. Yeah, me neither. Because as a viewer, the first time I really felt blindsided. Like obviously he's sick, but I thought we had a, a season at least. Like I was like, yeah. I don't know. And I I was I didn't watch it while it was on air either. So yeah. like I kind of I kind of knew I think that it was coming but I was like binge watching it I like binge watched the first two seasons yeah so it was like I think even more because it was like I was watching it like day after day and I didn't have like a week to sit with it (laughs) you know so sad yeah so my tear tracker is five but really it's about a (laughs) hundred so my first one was when baby the whole like beginning with baby William Second is when his mom is leaving. These are like actual crying. I welled up basically the whole episode, but this was like tears were shed. Um, Third was when he's talking to Jack at the tree. Fourth was when his mom is dying. And that whole like part where he's talking to her and reading that poem that him and Beth both read together. And then lastly, as I've said 9,000 times, the last, I even tracked it. I paused the TV. The last nine minutes till the credits, I was a wreck. I was a wreck. So that was like a constant sob. So really, yeah, that it was five. Yeah. <laughs> it was five. It could have been more. <laughs> um. Before we finish up the episode, I have one more um, interesting fact about this episode as well. This was the very first episode of the entire series that Mandy Moore wasn't in. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yep. This is, and there's not very many. I think there's a couple more later on that she's not in, but there's not very many that she's not in, either as young Rebecca or old Rebecca. I feel like that's probably wise considering Rebecca is why there's so much like why this not why this has happened not why William's dying but like why Rebecca is a point of contention yeah in this relationship so I think it's probably wise not to talk about her or have her there like she's not even really talked about no I just I thought that that was that's a very, very interesting, interesting and like, I feel like that's a very pointed thing to do for this episode quite honestly yeah like with purpose yeah so it's very I thought that was interesting um so with that being said did you have a favorite moment of this episode and a least favorite moment I do well my favorite was the whole episode because I couldn't pick something but if I had to pick pick a least favorite I guess not because it's done badly this is just because it makes my heart sad it's when Laurel and William like just go downhill and you like see them deteriorating because of substance abuse like that just it hurts my heart because you just seeing it like that and again this is us does such a good job with heavy things like that it just makes you really think about it and it's it's sad and you think about like what could have been so that's that's my least favorite not because it's done badly because it's just like so heavy and depressing (laughs) right what about you um I didn't have a least favorite I said that the episode was perfect so (laughs) but it is perfect I had a hard time picking yeah everything it was just written so well that I was like I can't pick out one moment in this episode where I was like not interested or I didn't yeah. like the storyline right. like I just thought well, then I want to take mine back okay <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode is my favorite yeah there's it was a good one there's there's very few um 
if you guys, if our listeners don't know, we watch a lot of TV. Um, <laughs> but there's very few episodes of television that I can say that about. Like I can yeah. usually find something where I'm like, oh, there was a little bit of a, you know, error. The storyline was a little like uninteresting. Yeah. I didn't feel that way at all watching this entire episode. And there's actually a couple episodes of this show that I feel that way about. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So. My favorite, I, I did pick a favorite moment though. Okay, let's hear it. I'm curious. I think my favorite moment was, okay, I have like two, but my favorite moment was William going to where they spread Jack's ashes. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> just, like, I loved when he said, like, I would have loved to have met my son's father. And I just like, oh, my heart, like, yeah. ached there it's a rough um, my other favorite moment was at the very very end when you see William and his mom yeah back together like yes. that also it's like, like really beautiful awesome. yeah. yeah yeah and the show like started and ended in the same way William yeah and his mom. it's a lot it's a heavy one but a good one it was a heavy one yeah yeah so what about your pop culture pick so because Sterling K. Brown won an Emmy for this episode, I thought I'd pick something else that I like that he's in. Oh, okay. But if you're a fan of the show, it's a completely different genre. <laughs> so there's an adult cartoon, and I would say adult, like don't, <laughs> it's like not safe for work <laughs> cartoon. Like Rick and Morty or something like that. Yeah, similar to like Rick and Morty, you know, a little bit more raunchy than like the Simpsons, but like not as bad as like some other ones. Um, but it's called Solar Opposites. It's a Hulu original and Sterling K. Brown actually voices one of the characters on it. So it's really funny and it's like mindless. So if you are just like need some brain mush, it's a good one for that. I am going to try it. Yeah, I think you should. It's a good one. I should have done what you did and picked something like that. And I thought about it and then I was like, man, never mind. So I recently on HBO Max watched The Time Traveler's Wife, not that awful movie with Rachel McAdams, who I love, but I hate the movie. It's awful. The book is so good. But The Time Traveler's Wife miniseries on HBO has um, Theo James, who if you watched um, Insurgent, Oh yeah, like the dive. He ended like the divergent. divergent. Yeah, divergent. is it insurgent or divergent? There's, there's a movie. Okay, like, great. Like, I didn't watch them. Um, he's also in Banditon, which I love. But Theo James plays the lead guy, and the girl from Game of Thrones who married Kit Harrington, whose name I don't know. Um, but they are the lead, and their chemistry is so palpable and like gorgeous. And it's the show does the book justice, and I love it it's so good and it's six episodes and I watched them all in one day <laughs> maybe I'll have to check that out because those divergent movies were terrible yeah um but Theo James is a very attractive man <laughs> any man I'm just gonna say this for the whole podcast and everybody knows that it's true any man who has gorgeous laugh lines like that I am all about let me name some for you Paul Rudd Theo James <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Heath Ledger, the OG of those beautiful laugh lines, um, Sam Claflin, 
any man that has these gorgeous laugh lines around their mouth and just makes their mouth gorgeous. And I'm just obsessed anytime. Too funny. Well, thanks for that list. You're welcome. (laughs) Anyone want to check out any of those men? I'm here for it. Well, yeah. The end of this episode. Hope no one's traumatized like me. We actually we made it through, and this was a this was a toughie. So I'm impressed with us because I didn't I didn't know how we were going to make it through talking about this episode. Well, we did. Although we did cry, should we add that to the tear treasure too? (laughs) We did cry talking about it, but it's fine. It's okay. okay. (laughs) We're being vulnerable. Um, the next episode will be better. (laughs) Yeah, next episode will be fine. So thanks everybody for listening. That was episode 16. We only have two left. That's insane. I know. And then we have some mini episodes coming up too that Sage and I are going to eventually plan out. We didn't. They're going to be, they're going to be really fun. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to be really fun. Listen to them. If you're not, you know, the biggest This Is Us fan, which I don't know why I'd listen to this podcast if you weren't, (laughs) but they're going to be, um, really fun anyway and even if you don't think you're gonna like them give them a shot they'll be give them a shot yeah it'll be great well thanks everybody this was us this was us bye bye